Hi, darlings. We've missed you. Oh, yes, we have. and better than ever honestly i'm so sorry we've been away for so long and everyone's been like contacting us messaging saying when's kanga tales episodes coming back well we're back yup so what have you been up to Araika, since we last were in the airwaves i guess man it's been a while it's been like two months Three yeah. months? Yeah, two to three months. <laughs> Embarrassing. Anyway, sometimes it happens. So um, I've been traveling a lot the last two months before this month. Um, so I was in the States, and that was fun. Met up with my friends, but also it was very much work-related, and I had a big project that I'm where I was working on that's soon coming to fruition. So um, it doesn't feel all that bad that we've slacked off because it's not like we were just lazy, you know? Yeah. What about totally. you? I mean, just like the guy that you've talked to for four months that suddenly stops responding to your messages, I ghosted on you guys <laughs> because I was living my best life. Yes. Um, I was working as always, a bit of traveling. I went to India for a wedding over the holidays. And, oh, I was on a play, which was a lot of fun. Oh, my and, God, yeah. yeah. And just, yeah, just minding my business and drinking my water and watching Netflix. How was the play? Man, it sucks that I missed that. You know, I, was, I wasn't here. So I was in New York when Iman had the play. Uh, it was actually, the energy was overwhelming like we were not expecting that mm -hmm. type of turnout and also just audience participation yeah so it was really 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 good feedback a lot of people enjoyed themselves and actually there may be more dates this year in nairobi stop for the same play for the same play okay this time i'll definitely fly to nairobi to yeah. see it since i missed it in my own city so because we are back mm -hmm. and we're kicking and we're coming back strong and because the reasons why we stopped recording were actually for productive reasons, we thought this would be the best time, better than ever, to talk about New Year resolutions because it's mm. fucking 2019 and mm -hmm. it's time to live our best lives. Yes. You know, and that all starts from goals. Yeah. Just being a badass bitch, how do we become badass bitches, Iman? Yeah, I mean, I was born a badass bitch, so <laughs> I don't really have a 12-step program. Oh, but I mean, I, I really, I think New Year's resolutions have like a bad rep because a lot of people kind of have so much energy for the first couple of weeks of January, but we all know January is like 12 months, really. Mm -hmm. And then they lose steam. And so they kind of like, a lot of people don't take them seriously. And I also feel like a lot of people self-sabotage by the way yeah. that they goal set. They already know they're not going to do what they're setting out to do. And so they just set these like big, audacious goals 
without really having a roadmap of how to achieve Mm -hmm. them. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can do all of y'all a favor and ourselves by giving you, I guess, some best practices or hacks of, first of all, what is the importance of setting goals? How Mm -hmm. are they helpful in a real lasting way? And also, how do you go about it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. How about we bring it all back, take a deep breath and dive in. How we're going to start is discussing how to set goals. So last year, around March, I did my first ever workshop um, that in, in DAR at Safe Space, and it was called How to Build a Success Mindset. Do you know how many people showed up? Two, three. Close enough. I'm a, a badass bitch. <laughs> three people showed up to this workshop, yeah. right? And I mean... I was like disappointed for a second. I was like, oh my God, like success mindset. Yes. Like everyone's going to show up. And no. Then I quickly realized it was the wrong words mm-hmm. that I use for this mindset because on Instagram, I post all this like monthly mindset stuff mm-hmm. and people always sending me DMs saying like, oh, I really want to know how to get my life in check. I really want to know how to be that person that does X, Y, Z. In my head, I'm like, fucking bitch, like I did a fucking workshop about this and you even <laughs> asked me about it and then you never showed up. Like, but what I realized yeah. is a lot of people don't associate the mindset you need to be in with like actually setting goals down on paper and how you make those goals come to reality. Yeah. The way you decide to set your goals is exactly how you decide to achieve them. I'm going to repeat this. The way you decide to set goals is how you decide to achieve them. You can't just pour down things on paper and expect they're going to magically appear into your lives. And I hear this all the time with with women I work with, one-on-one, with um, just people I meet, friends who just say, you know, things just don't work out for me. I'm doing all of this. I'm putting all this work in, and it just doesn't happen for me. And I always have a hard time understanding what isn't happening. You know what I mean? Like, it's I understand that it's not the picture you set that is happening, but did you say it in that way? You know, did you say I want to be rich or did you say I want to make $50,000 in 2019? Mm-hmm. So being specific and intentional? Exactly. Being specific and intentional. And that's one part of the puzzle. Or are you saying I'm working so hard and it's not happening? What exactly is working so hard? Are you showing up every day? You're the first person to get there and you're the last person to leave. Mm -hmm. But what exactly are you doing between getting there and leaving? Is it productive? Yeah. Because you actually don't need to be the first person that gets there and the last person to leave. To be honest, in 2019, you don't need that. Mm -hmm. But what are you doing? What are the results that come from that? Yeah. I have... People, I have friends who say, you know, my job is getting so boring. I'm so depressed at work. I just wish I had enough time to be able to start this business I've been thinking about for the last six years. And I'm like, okay, well, why is your li- why is your work so depressing? And it's like, well, it's just not challenging anymore. And I just don't have that much work to do. So I just find myself just sitting there. Yeah, you could start your business, honey. Thank you. 
use their free Wi-Fi. And to be honest, if we're going to think about dar work, we've, I mean, Iman works in a job right now, and I know her work is demanding, but I've worked in a job like most people, and it really was not demanding. Yeah. You show up, you leave, you get paid at the end of the month. But you have a lot of hours within that day that you're just sitting, looking at a blog, scrolling through social media and then you say you don't have enough time to do certain things yeah so let's bust all of that because it's time to make things happen yeah and i guess a key takeaway that you can get from what araika just said is that you kind of a starting point is what we always say it's self-awareness and being honest with yourself so i think like even before you start creating New Year's resolutions or goals for this year, you kind of have to audit yourself in a very honest way Mm -hmm. as to how was your 2018, why did you not achieve the things that you set out to achieve, the parts of your life that you're unhappy, why are you unhappy, really kind of deep dive into your role, accountability, into why your life is the way that it is. Because we oftentimes, as, as Araika just said, we kind of attribute external forces like my life is just miserable oh i just hate my job and there's nothing i can do about it we attribute our misery to external forces Mm -hmm. and then set goals based off of our own actions to change that i think we need to recognize that we are responsible in a to a big extent um to the outcomes in our lives Mm -hmm. and once you know that then you also know that you are responsible and are capable of changing that outcome 100%. It all comes down to you, really. And, um, you know, quick diversion, though Mm -hmm. it's completely related to what we're talking about. Let's just talk about culture Mm -hmm. for a second. The way we are raised, right? The way um, the things that we are told growing up, the, the things that we see, it's so externalized in African cultures because it's so collective. Yeah. It's so everyone else first and then us because that's how we all come up. And as much as we do that in good times, because that's what it's focused on, we don't realize how much that also affects us negatively. Mm-hmm. So we end up not being able to take responsibility for our own actions or even recognize where we can take action. Yeah. Because it's easier to say, I didn't get such and such job or promotion because this other person acts a certain way or thinks this way about me. Yeah. Or they like someone else better or someone knows other people better. You know, nothing pays off better than results. Yeah. No matter what, People know, no matter who people know, and I know sometimes that's not always what happens because some people just get things in life because they know certain people. But most times, if we pay attention, we have these little gem stories of people trumping that, you know, who just bring, like, they just produce such great work that you can't ignore it. You just can't, no matter who you know. And these bosses that you look to will go back to that person they're connected to and be like, listen, I'm sorry. There's going to be another time, but right now, this girl has really put her best foot forward. Like, we're going to give this job to X, Y, Z. I mean, this is very, like, (laughs) reduced, but I hope you're getting what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. And uh, I guess moving on from that, another thing or hack that I think is important to goal setting, it goes back to knowing yourself and being self-aware, 
but it's I guess the best way I can put it is don't follow trends like don't set arbitrary goals mm-hmm. like everyone I'm pretty sure most people set goals each year are like I'm going to have beach bar like I'm going to have the most amazing body in 2019 what does that really mean for you you know yeah. like everyone signs up for a gym membership but it's like are you really a gym person there are other ways you can work out and also what does that quote unquote amazing body look like why is like you I think you kind of have to be like you have to understand yourself to know first of all what your natural body can do and can look like mm-hmm. and also why is that important to you is it really important to you because you don't like waking up every day and feeling tired um going up the stairs and being out of breath like you mm-hmm. have real health concerns or you're just uncomfortable in your clothes um or is it because you think that it makes sense for you to look like i don't know who has an awesome body on instagram and you're like so that should be a goal that i have you know but without really thinking if it's even a value to you because another thing is that you don't have to become everything at once mm-hmm. and all these different goals that you set take energy yeah. so like you kind of have to prioritize what's important to you like i can be honest with myself like when, with regards to health i I'm, i've been blessed enough to have good metabolism like and i Girl. and i have a good enough diet like on hmm. my day-to-day life i generally eat well but things like exercise i know i'm not a gym person so my exercise is like jumping rope and dancing. I literally spend an hour every night when I go home, I'll do it today. I play Afrobeat in my house and I dance till I sweat and I do and I jump rope. That's my exercise because I understand myself as well. Yeah. 100%. And I think what you mentioned that w- that is so important is one thing at a time. Yeah. Like you don't have to do all of these things at once because they do take energy. Yeah. And they say like it takes, you know, it takes 21 days for your brain to adapt to a habit, but that's just a habit. It takes 90 days for you to adopt a lifestyle where mm-hmm. this is something that comes so naturally to you. You know, where you see all these people who just like, you know, one thing, I read this book that really like changed a lot. At one point, I was super fit. <laughs> Once yeah. upon a time. That is my 2018 <laughs> New Year resolution, and I've stuck to it. But once upon a time, I used to be super fit, and um, there's been two years uh, gap since then, and I've realized in that in in this time in these two years, I've adopted like all these like maybe quick fat diets, do this cleanse, do this, do that because you want those quick results. But when I look back to when I was extremely fit and healthy, I never had restrictions. Yeah, like I actually look back at some point, I realized like I would stop going out with friends to have dinners or things because I'm trying to lose weight. But then I realized when I had my lowest weight, that was never a thing. Yeah. Like, I never stopped myself going anywhere. So I was wondering, what is it that I did differently? And I started to realize that it was a lifestyle. I would still go out and I would still order my favorite thing. But what I also realized is I never finished it. Yeah. I never finished a meal. And not because I consciously stopped myself from finishing the meal. It was because I just didn't need to. Like, just the lifestyle that I was living, I was satisfied mentally in my mind. I was like, oh, my God, I had, this was such a great meal, and I've had enough. I'm okay with it. And Girl, I'm finishing my meal. I'm taking it home. (laughs) I'm eating it tomorrow because I paid for that. But that's the point. That's the point, Iman, is you're taking it home, and you're eating it tomorrow. 
That's exactly what I'm talking about because I did that and I was extremely healthy. Yeah. Because I didn't finish the meal. But when you are in this space of scarcity and not abundance, which is something that we're going to talk about a little bit more in this episode, you feel like you're lacking something. Mm. So you need to do so much Mm -hmm. to have it all. So you end up finishing the plate even though you're so full you can't breathe? Yeah. Because you're like, I have to finish this steak. Like, I've craved steak for so long or these fries. But you actually don't. You yeah. already that, that enjoyment part was already done in the like first five minutes. Yeah. You didn't need to finish the plate. So your brain just gets tired of having to control so many things because that's just one side of your life. You're still controlling finances and, and like your career growth and relationships and friendships and just who you are as a person. Yeah. It's just a lot to handle at once. And your brain's just like, you know what, girl, I'm checking out. You do what you need to do. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's okay to do one thing at once. Yeah. If you decide, you know, for January quarter one, I like to set goals in quarters. Mm-hmm. I've realized that's what has worked best for me, especially at least for my business. Yeah. I do three month goals and yeah. then break them down to what they are weekly. Cause that equates to 12 weeks. Mm-hmm. So what can I do in 12 weeks? And that's actually a very good way for your mind to work because that's also 90 days. Yeah. That's also creating a lifestyle. Yeah. One thing at a time. So if I say my goal is to um, make sure I'm waking up at 6.30 a.m. I'm not doing anything else. Because what ends up happening, at least in psych, we call these like um, cornerstone habits. And what they do is they kick off other healthy habits. Yeah. Just because you're doing one thing. You don't realize, but your life, sometimes you know you do one thing and everything else falls in place. You know that feeling? It's because that's just how your brain works because it already associates certain things with positive and it associates certain things with negative. So you sometimes do one thing and everything falls to shit because that's just what your brain associates with. So sometimes it's not like you need to focus on everything. You just need to focus on one thing, Mm -hmm. get it in order, focus on waking up at 6.30 a.m. every day. And I promise you, all of a sudden, you're going to be like, wait a moment, I can work out because now I have an extra hour. Yeah. And you start working out. Three months later, you've lost 20 pounds. Yeah. And it's like, wait, I'm a lot healthier, you know? And in the meantime, because you've worked out in the morning, you realize... I don't need to eat all this crap because I put my body through fucking hell before I even got to the office. Then you're like, I'm going to take the elevator. I'm going to take the stairs because I'm a fit ass bitch. And then there's all that never happens. But still, yeah, (laughs) it's a lifestyle that comes along without you trying. I mean, that used to be me. I'm saying these are my new year resolutions, but I can, I can attest to that. (laughs) I can definitely attest to that. Um, because, um, one of my goals for the year, the biggest one, the, the only one that has like a, practice consistently is writing for an hour each morning mm. and literally because i've been doing that automatically i've been sleeping earlier automatically i'm like less inclined mm. to go out or like if i do go out i'm like okay is this a quality going out can i wake up early tomorrow versus like is this just like arbitrary bullshit mm-hmm. um yeah, like everything is now kind of falling into line, in line, mm-hmm. even like my work day and my productivity at work, because there, I have this one goal.
that's scientifically true because your like habits are actually a loop and not going into too much detail if anyone wants to know so much more you can read a book called um the power of habits by charles dunn and in general just as a summary the way that habits work is that it's a loop that forms that is not conscious so as psychologists we refer to the conscious mind in the sense that this is the part of your brain that is actively working when you are awake Mm-hmm. So um, if we're looking around the room right now, if you are listening to our podcast, you are likely hearing our voices because you are paying attention to our voices, but you're not noticing the nameplate of the car that just walked by, that just drove by you, but your brain processed that information. You're not noticing it because you can only process so much consciously at a given time so that you don't die basically. But what ends up happening is a lot of this extra information, actually we're only conscious of like 10% of what happens around us. All this extra information is stored in your unconscious. And if it's important, it's also being processed behind the scenes in something we call the subconscious, which is the level between your conscious and your unconscious. When it comes to habits, The way that they are formed, I think, is important in this episode when we're discussing goals. Because the way that habits are formed is that your brain ends up grouping repeated behaviors and outcomes together so that it doesn't have to focus on it. It's just becoming efficient. It's how organizations work. Marketing does certain things that lead to certain outcomes. So you do them as an automated process, repeatedly. And your brain does the same. And it does it so well since you were born to the point that it makes it unconscious. So it doesn't have to spend energy operating on habits, which is why you find yourself doing certain things without even thinking about it. Or when you're in certain situations, like maybe when you are at a club and have had a few drinks and you decide to text your ex because that's always the time and you think it's the alcohol, It's not the alcohol. The alcohol was a trigger, but it's not the alcohol itself. It was a trigger for a habit that was already there. Amen. (laughs) Yo, you know who you are. You need to hear this. I think that's all girls, (laughs) to be honest. We've all been there. Most people are still there. But, um, yes, it's a habit that is there. Now, in order to replace a habit, you need to bring it to the conscious. You need to realize the triggers, and you need to replace the trigger. Because you can't change a habit, unfortunately. Sorry for people who didn't know. You actually can't change habits. You can only replace what the trigger was. So, for instance, if the outcome of smoking a cigarette was feeling a certain kind of high and a certain kind of peace, you can't replace that loop. What you can do is replace the trigger of a cigarette with a cup of, I don't know, chewing gum. Basically what I'm saying is something else needs to happen for you to still get that outcome and still have that habit loop. So when you're setting goals and it's something you want to overcome, you you still have to replace 
that thing that was there to get a certain outcome because that's the only way you're going to stick to it. So what she's saying is that if you want <laughs> to stop terms. texting that guy every time you're drunk at the club because you want their validation, mm -hmm. you have to find another thing to that do gives that gives you validation, like growing your personal brand or mm -hmm. uh, achieving your business goals mm -hmm. or writing a thousand words a day and being like, yo, I'm, I'm a I'm good a, writer. Yes, I'm a boss-ass bitch. Yup. <laughs> yes, exactly. You just have to find ways to replace the trigger to get the positive outcome because that's how habits are formed. So if waking up at 6.30 actually gives you pleasure, you're going to stick to it because we actually live for pleasure. That's the only reason we live. If we stop feeling pleasure, we die. Not immediately. <laughs> you know, I was like, I mean, <laughs> well, Not this is the walking dead because I know a lot of miserable people. It's, but that's the point. It's like misery kills. It actually kills. Oh, yeah. Not in the obvious way like chimpanzees. Like it actually kills you in the sense that stress yeah. and all the, all the illnesses that come from that will kill you. Mm -hmm. So we live for pleasure. You just have to find healthier alternatives to what gives you pleasure. And, like, also think about it this way. If you have, like, a terrible habit that you're, like, I don't know, really you feel shame about or guilt and whatever stress about, replacing that with something that is actually really good for you and can make you happy in the long term, isn't that, like, the best, mm -hmm. not revenge, but, like, the best glow up mm -hmm. to use that negative thing as, like, um a catalyst for this awesome thing that you can do with your life? Now, yeah. that we've discussed goals in general, here's where you take notes because I was under the impression that a lot of people knew about this acronym, but apparently people don't. SMART goals. Mm. Yeah, yeah. S-M-A-R-T. Mm -hmm. Guys, don't just set goals. Set SMART goals. Do you want to take it away? I mean, girl, uh, SMART goals stand for goals that are... Let me actually test myself to see girl. if I remember. S is for specific. specific. M is for measurable. Mm -hmm. A is for actionable, right? Mm -hmm. um, R is for result. Realistic. Realistic. <laughs> and then T is for like a time, like mm -hmm. a time frame, right? Yes. Yes. So let's let's do an example, and I'm going to put you to the test. I want to be rich. That's a non-smart goal. Give yeah. me a smart goal. Um, thank you. After drinking a couple of glasses of wine, uh, I would like to increase my disposable mm -hmm. income. Mm, that's specific. By ten percent mm -hmm. via. That's measurable. Via getting five more freelance deals. That's actionable. By leveraging my uh, communication skills and portfolio. That's realistic. Between uh, now and September 2019. Damn, girl. And that was a continuous sentence. You didn't even flutter. I mean, I have to do this for work. I'm so proud of you. Look at her pretending. Let me test myself. I think I don't remember. Girl, 
No, I actually, I like, I think it's like one of those things that has become intuitive that I don't even really, I don't have to think on a day-to-day basis what each of those acronyms. Yeah. I'm just like smart goals and I do it automatically. Yeah. I don't have to think what S means or what T means mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. But guys, do you see the difference between those goals? She's still going to be richer. Mm-hmm. But she made it very specific. So there is actually a hundred percent more chance that she's going to reach that goal than someone who says, I want to be richer in 2019 than 2018. Yeah. Do we see the difference? She was specific in the sense that she wanted to increase her disposable income. She didn't just say, I want to make X, Y, Z, because that could be revenue for your business that's not mm-hmm. actually going into your pocket hey, yeah. hey i know that <laughs> <laughs> yeah revenue is different it hurts pocket. my ovaries literally it hurts my uterus and everything inside me but it doesn't go into my pockets <laughs> you know because people are like she makes so much money no 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 <laughs> the company she built <laughs> makes money <laughs> she gets paid by the company she built <laughs> there's very different things so she said she wants to increase her disposable income specific she said um, by increasing, what, five freelance jobs, actionable. Mm-hmm. No, 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 by 10%. 10% is something you can measure, Yeah. you know, because you need to be able to prove that when this goal, not only prove, but also be aware when you actually reach this goal, because sometimes people actually reach their goals and don't realize, and then that keeps you in the state of wanting mm-hmm. instead of celebrating and being grateful to get more. Right? So you always feel like you're lacking. So she knows that she's going to know she reached her goal when it's 10% more and then set a new goal from there. Then she knows it's actionable because she knows exactly what she's going to do to get that goal because she knows she needs to increase five more freelance jobs. And then she knows that it's realistic because she already has the skills to get this. So you can't be mamantilie and say you need to make $10 million in 2019. Listen. <laughs> Listen. If you are able to do that, you need to talk to me privately because I need to, I need to know <laughs> as well <laughs> so that I can do the same. But realistically speaking, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. And she knows what she has to offer, which also makes her more confident to pitch her worth to be able to get to this level. She knows that she has communication skills. And what did you mention? She have a million skills, but some other things, something, but she, she has all the skills to get to this, that she's aware of. And then also, again, the last one time, I feel like so many people I work with never say when Mm -hmm. that's so important. Like when, when do you want this by? You want this in five years? Because that's easy. You're probably going to make more yeah. in five years. I never even realized that you made more. But if you actually say, she said, within from now to October, is that September? September. Yeah. September. From now to September. So she can be very clear. She can even put it in her diary or somewhere in September. Put it out to the universe that on this day, I need to check in on this goal. Yeah. And then it's going to be such a great feeling because it's not just some whatever thing that happened. Yeah. It's something that you actually made happen, you yeah. know? And I think that's the difference between just saying I'm rich and setting, setting a, a smart, smart goal. goal. And the beautiful thing about smart goals is that 
they do not set you up for failure. Mm. Because that's the biggest thing about New Year's resolutions. I mean, there are all these memes about New Year's resolutions, and it's because of how we're setting them. We set ourselves up for failure by not being specific, by, by not being realistic, by not setting deadlines. Yeah, and by not being honest with ourselves as to, like, how are we leveraging what we have and the resources we have to set a goal of where we can go. Because another thing is, like, saying something like, I need, like, five new gigs to grow my income by 10% requires you to even go beyond just saying that. It requires you to look back and see, first of all, what is your income now? What are you basing that number on, like your past experiences? How long did it take you to get one gig? How much did you make a baseline? Like it requires you to do a lot more digging into and getting a little bit more like numerical and data. And I never thought that, listen, all you have to do is keep on living, like you change. (laughs) I never thought I would be into numbers the way I am. Numbers, I love data. You can ask the people I work with. I'm always like, I'm the person who is just typing down, like being like, "Mm -mm," but the Mm -hmm. numbers, girl, the numbers don't support your thesis. Mm -hmm. The numbers don't support what you're trying to tell me about, like your assumptions about a product or Mm -hmm. X, Y. I am that person that's like, but the numbers, though. Do you know what, Iman? And it works. I think we shouldn't even go into numbers. I think we should have a whole entire episode because I can tell you from the numbers. Yeah how much it's needed um, for women to think about research and consumer research starting businesses yeah. because it's kind of insane how many people don't and yeah. take personally when things don't work out or people have different opinions and yeah. it's like this, this is like this is the prerequisite for success yeah if you don't have this I don't know how you can invest time you can't work on a hunch in a world of 8 billion people almost and assume that everyone's thinking the way you think it doesn't work that way yeah but yes you're on to something yeah so the smart goals are there for you to have like goals that you can actually achieve versus setting unrealistic goals that will just make you feel bad about yourself at the end of the day mm-hmm. and not because you couldn't do it but because you set a goal that was unrealistic to yeah. your life exactly and then and i think um again we'll <laughs> go back to psych <laughs> sorry guys it's my job but we'll go back to psych and it's i don't know how to put this okay so the male brain is compartmentalized without connections if that makes sense not without connections with less Mm -hmm. connections that makes a lot of sense which is what makes them logical right when 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 layman and everyone says oh men are more logical than women this is what actually is going on is that in their brain they have different compartments that don't speak to each other often so when you talk about work they see things very linear Mm-hmm. about work when you talk about relation they see things very linear they, they don't connect the whole picture for women on the other hand our compartments are speaking too much to each other if that makes sense in a sense that we could actually benefit with them not speaking that much to each other we're just there's just too many friends going on it's like when you need to like you know just dial down your friend group that's the female brain that's the reason we see the bigger picture more than we see details and logic and what 
leads to xyz in the moment we see like what leads to things five years from now Mm -hmm. do you know what i mean and what ends up happening with what iman just said and why i brought this up is when you set unrealistic goals for just one thing maybe it was financially right you decided that by march by april by may you were gonna mix whatever but it was so unrealistic and it, that didn't happen or even for the whole year what ends up happening in the female brain is it transfers to all other compartments unfortunately unconsciously without you having control over it and that failure becomes oh i'm not just a failure in my career i'm just a failure as a human mm-hmm do you yeah. know what I mean? And that failure as a human ends up being like, I'm a horrible partner. I am not enough. I don't even I, have I don't a good deserve body. This I don't person. deserve anything. I don't deserve happiness. All of a sudden, just because you didn't reach a number in your bank account. Hey, how did we get here? Yeah. But that's just how our brains work because we see bigger pictures. We connect the dots. And men don't. And people wonder how they're able to you know, work so in such a linear fashion in work and, yeah, and things I'm like, uh, my heart is broken right now and I, yeah, can't, I can't concentrate focus. on anything, but you're, you're thriving. What yeah. the fuck is wrong with you? Oh, exactly. That makes a lot of sense. Thanks. That's exactly what it is, is they don't connect. They just don't, they'll go, you know, the moment they'll leave the office, they'll go home, see that setting again and start crying. Yeah. They'll break down and be like, oh my God, I'm so horrible, whatever. But you, on the other hand, were crying all day. Mm-hmm. Because you couldn't separate the two. We need to be able to realize that if we don't reach a certain goal, that doesn't necessarily equate us being failures. Yeah. But since we've been talking a lot about career, I think we should talk more about money specifically. Okay. Money goals. Yes. So I guess we're going to kind of like take our own advice and share Mm -hmm. some of our goals with you guys. Uh And in the spirit of not taking our own advice on the same page. So I don't have smart goals to share with you guys just because i don't know you like that i don't want you in my business like that we just getting to know each other and also because i haven't set them yet uh (laughs) the big goal is actually not with regards to i know a lot of people are like their goals are about like making money or saving money but for me my big goal this year is not because i got i got money to to spend and shit but my big goal is how I spend my money. And I want to be more intentional in cultivating experiences using my money. So when I look back at like my financials and how I spent my money last year, I spent it a lot in like alcohol and clubbing and yeah, those type of things socially, right? Mm-hmm. And I had fun like i had fun 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 like great content for a book lots of fun last year um and so but however i'm i'm moving in a different direction in my life where i i did a bit of traveling towards the the latter half of the year and i just i'm like these experiences like the value they add like outweigh 
that night out on a Saturday. Oh, my God. By, like, tenfold. I can Ooh. still remember how I felt. I can still remember, like, how happy I was. Like, my energy and vibration were like, yes. And so this year, I want to be more conscious of how I spend my money. And so now I'm choosing to spend my money on, if I do spend, it's for things like traveling with good friends or buying a lot of like good ingredients to cook a meal for my friends in my home. It's really like quality experiences with people I care about that I'm not going to have to call someone the next day to tell me what happened the night before <laughs> because I can't remember. Not to say that those experiences are wrong, but I've just, I've made the choice that Once I want. Once in a while. I, I've made the choice once in a while, and I've also I just made the choice that I want a different type of year. Mm -hmm. I want a different type of experience. And so, but once again, by setting that goal, I realize that there are certain habits that have to be replaced, mm -hmm. and there are certain things that I can't do as much anymore. 100%. I feel like, I mean, it's so great that you brought that up because what you're setting for this year is what I set for 2018. Mm -hmm. So... It's so great that we have different perspectives because you're giving a perspective of looking forward and I'm giving a perspective of like when I was looking forward, how I dealt with certain challenges that could have <laughs> led me off track. Mm -hmm. And I realized actually what helped the most to stop me from ending up at a club all night and stuff, especially when you have friends who still want to mm -hmm. go out. And so you're like, oh, I don't want to miss out. So how to actually get rid of FOMO, which would be a whole other topic. Change your number. By itself. No. I'm kidding. No extremes. It should be a whole other topic by itself, though. Yeah. But I realized what helped me the most. So, you know, um, so I see people um, as a coach. Don't like to say therapy. As a coach. Um, and I decided consciously to send packages for the week that are unique to every client that I see. So it would be like readings, things that I've put together, exercises that I, I would like you to do before our next session, etc. And I have made, I made, I decided to make a commitment to every one of my clients and, and make it a thing that in general, our company sends these packages at 10 a.m. on a Saturday. Yeah. So in order for me to actually send these packages at 10 a.m., sometimes they need to be, like, created. Sometimes it's stuff that's already there. People are going through the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's generic information. Sometimes I need to create a whole new package for someone. And I'm so busy all week that I need to wake up at 6 mm -hmm. on a Saturday and give myself at least three hours. By 9 a.m., I need to be, have been able to create that package and then send it to this client. Mm-hmm. If I don't, that's money yeah, on the table. That's my reputation. That's my profession. So when you have these things weighing on you, and on the other hand, it's like, do I walk into elements and lose my life? You're like, mm, yeah. I'm going home. You know, your friends will get over it. They'll get drunk. They'll wake up in the morning and not remember. Sometimes it's okay to ditch your friends and switch off your phone. It's really okay. You can just text them a last text to be like, actually, I'm not coming. I'm going home. But what I'm saying is you need, sometimes when you need to break out of these habits, again, you can't break habits. You replace the trigger. So mm -hmm. for me, the replacement was I really crave professional growth. 
Mm. I had invested so much in my company that that was something that was so important to me at the time. Right now, it may not be, my company is still that important, but it's not a fetus anymore. It will still survive. At that point, it was me showing up actually means my company survival. So I needed to show up regardless, and I needed to be sober to create this information because it was my reputation, and that was on my head. So I couldn't even have that much fun. And I think if when you set certain um, goals like that or schedules that require you to be home and to be awake and to be sober and to be healthy... You will be because it means that much. But I think that's also the point that we're making from the beginning of this episode is finding things that actually mean something to you. So just because I gave that example doesn't mean that you need to go and do that for Mm -hmm. whatever your job is. Because if it's not meaningful to you, that only works for me because my clients are individuals who connect to me personally. Yeah. So if they just connected to my brand, it would be differently. It would be different because it's Saturday. So they would just be like, ah, offices are closed, whatever. Yeah. But they connect to me on a personal level. I know their deep stuff. And for me to not show up is a really big slap in the face. Yeah. You know? So it, that worked for me. But you need to also think about things that are so important for your life or your profession that would would be that slap in the face. Yeah. To the point that you'll be like, you know what? I'm going to go home. Yeah. And all of a sudden, like three months down the line, you realize it's not that hard to say that. You actually don't even say that. Yeah. Like, you're just like, oh, that was great. Bye. <laughs> yeah. And everybody knows that you're just, you're going to leave at yeah. some point. So, and it's okay. It's really okay. And it's not just about going out, but when we're talking about just finances, giving up, Certain expenditures, like yeah. just eating out or, I mean, don't give up Netflix. I don't know about other people, but. Maybe. No, that's needed. That's actually a tool. Yes, it that's is. That's a tool to success. It really is. If you're employed, like, though, like if you're unemployed and you're just watching Netflix the whole day, girl, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, you're I don't know. But like if you, you know, have other goals mm-hmm. that involve <laughs> you resisting certain uh, impulses and urges that don't really add value. In mm-hmm. the long term, or right now, yeah, Netflix is your friend. <laughs> Anyways, what, is, what are your money goals? My finance goal for 2019 is interesting, actually, because 2018's finance goal was survival. <laughs> <laughs> Just staying afloat. 2019 is good and not complaining. Um, but my goal this year, is, which should be a lot of women's goals, is first of all, get your money from different sources. So uh, multiple income streams, and I want to increase those income streams. But it's not an actual number. I'm satisfied with the number um, for at least the next two years. But my actual goal is to have a plan for each num each source independently. So before what I've learned was because to the like the half of 2018. I work really hard on getting these multiple income streams up and running, which also contributed to me having no social life. But what I realized is they're all going to one source, which is, I guess, the case for most people. They all add up to your bank account. So when you look at your account, you're like, ooh, I can do so much. (laughs) No, you can't. But 
what I realized is I have so many projects and things I want to do, and what I'm working towards most this year is making sure that I deal with each source individually for different purposes. So if there's a project I want to do, I want to focus on one source that's going to feed into that project. If it's about just my expenditure and living, I want to have a different source for that that's not intervened. So if there's something, it's going low, then I cut off my expenditure, regardless of what's going on with other income. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, you know, I want to have another income that's just go feeding my savings. I want to have, yeah. like, that's my goal this year, is to not... Um, just put it all in one basket because that, you know, like confuses you and makes you overconfident <laughs> sometimes or very underconfident. Actually, that's actually like one very um, important thing to learn about being like financially independent and building and like going towards being financially secure and very good is mm -hmm. actually to have something Multiple. as simple as having like different bank accounts mm -hmm. for like your, 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 this is my using my expenditure money this is like my savings yeah this is like business related that yeah change that is like a this it's is a taxes if you yeah. have a business or an independent consultant um that is a game changer mm -hmm. doing something as simple as like because knowing because yeah as you said you do get confused when you see all your money mm. in one area and then you have to like calculate oh i need to save this amount and then i need to like spend this amount but it's all here yeah. so even if you overextend yourself in your spending you still got money yeah but yeah. you're spending your savings money but you're like but i got money though. but i got money yeah especially yeah. when you when you're in those positions and everyone knows about these positions where you're like out at dinner you've had a few drinks and you're like i'm gonna have this round i'm gonna have you know what i mean because in your head you're like remembering that huge number mm -hmm. but really that huge number is not your expenditure and you actually don't have money yeah. to be doing this shit so it's like, mm, it's better to just have one account that's specifically for that. Then you immediately are like, yo, I'm running low. I don't have that money. Yeah. And another good hack that I've learned from an ex is this person would literally actually not even use his card. He'd take out money, leave his card at home, and be like, this is the money I have that I can afford to spend today. So when that money runs out, he's going home. Like, it's, it's done. It's a wrap. And I used to think that was so archaic. Like, yo, you can get caught up. But it, it makes a lot of sense because it's like really that is re literally what it is mm. in a physical and literal sense. Mm -hmm. This is the amount of money based off of my expenditure that I can spend. Because we all do it mentally. We're like, oh, so I've budgeted like maybe 100,000 mm. shillings for this weekend. And that's like my... But if you have your card, mm. you're having fun, mm. you want to keep having fun, mm -hmm. you're going to be like, okay, I'm just whatever, 200, 300, you know, Swipe. and especially if you're drinking after a while, bitches feel, mm. you feel like, Beyonce, you feel like you have Beyonce's bank account and you just be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> then you wake up and cry. And then you wake up the next day and you're like, <sighs> yeah, so whatever works for you, find whatever works. If it, if it means that you have to withdraw money, and leave your shit at home mm -hmm. or like and be like this is it yeah do that um but i really recommend opening that like different bank accounts for different purposes yeah. and having different cards that really does help
well, ding, 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 ding. We've talked a lot about money. We've talked mm-hmm. a lot about career. We've mm-hmm. touched on health. The moment you've all been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Why don't we talk about relationship goals? <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you go, girl. Excuse. I mean, I brought it up. I have nothing to say. <laughs> Guys, I wish you could see man's face. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Ooh, but it's funny because I don't. And that's why I'm laughing because I really have, I haven't made a relationship goal. Like, okay, so when I talk about, okay, I, maybe I can talk about it in a general level. Because I assume that you are talking about, like, romantic relationships. No. But if I'm talking about, like, bigger picture, like, everyone, mm-hmm. friends, potential romantic partners, family, how do I say this? My big goal, once again, it's very holistic, is to be mindful and selective of the energies around me. Okay. So I think we, we were talking about this before we recorded today, about how I've just been in this mood of like, y'all, like, I mean, no offense to She's anyone out there. <laughs> but yeah, I've literally become, like, I'm living Arika's 2018, where I just do not have the energy for for a lot of, of people anymore. Mm. And it's not because they're bad people or anything like that, but I've just got into this space where I'm like, there are like five people apart from my family that I really fuck with and I like and that add value and like I, I do not mind spending time with. And everyone else, it's like, you know, good luck. Not even that I don't have time for you, but I'm choosing not to make time for you. No, but honestly, in all all honesty, um, you don't need that many people mm-hmm. in your life. I feel like I've been saying this forever, and everyone's just like, ah, you're just so hardcore. No. <laughs> it, I've been the happiest with the least amount of people, and I think it's just, it's just beautiful. Yeah, it's really so serene because you don't have to pretend, you don't have to push yourself to uncomfortable levels. Like, and those people that are there, they get it. Yeah, the ones that are, they just get it. They're like, ah, eh, you wanna have too much. Like, they get it. So, yeah, yeah. Be, be you. I feel like you know, and and obviously on the other side of the spectrum. If your goal this year is to just be a social butterfly and make all the friends, you know, do that too. Yeah. Because this is, it's all part of the process of becoming you. Becoming Michelle Obama. Oh, wow. (laughs) Yes, uh, our own individual Michelles. And just to like reiterate to that, I don't think it's like even, like it's exactly what you said in terms of like it's seasons and I just think that is the season that I'm in right now because Mm -hmm. I was very social in the past. And then also, but also another thing, it's like getting to a point where you're just like, but who am I really? And what, what do I really want? Because I think also last year, there were times where, because I had a lot of constant interactions with, with friends, um, there were times where, to be honest, what I really wanted to do was stay home and chill. Like, I could feel it, like, I don't want to go out. But then it's just, like, the rhythm that you're in and that you feel obligated. Like, this, it, you feel bad about it, about saying no. And as the year goes by, I'm like, but I still don't feel good. Every day when I wake up after this, I'm like, I should have stayed home. I would have been so much happier. And so it's like now me stepping out into the fact that, you know what? I I just, I'm going to do 
what I feel like doing. And also, I'm a person who really, really, really enjoys being alone. Like, I like my own company. Like, I can spend two weeks not seeing nobody and I'm okay. Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. like, and that is a superpower Mm -hmm. that I need to be tapping into more. And I'm, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful experience. I. You know, and this is for all the social butterflies or people who aspire to be social butterflies. It's, you know, some people think it's a matter of being extroverted or introverted, and it really isn't. It's a matter of just stepping into who you are, regardless of whether you're extroverted or introverted. I was a very, very social butterfly all my life. Yeah. (laughs) Basically, high school, college, all that. I was in a fucking sorority. I mean, when I look back now, I'm like, "Mm." I mean, it was a great time. I had a great time. It was something that I needed at the time. But I feel like I always look, and I don't talk about this time more specifically. I look back at it as very... I don't know. I spent the least time there, like a year and a half, and I, I, I talk about it with close people. But I don't talk about it as much as I talk about my undergraduate experience because it was that special. Like I was um, doing my master's in a little city in Edinburgh called, I mean, in Scotland called Edinburgh, which is such a hidden gem. If anyone has ever, ever, ever has the chance to go, guys, go. Um, but you know when you're doing your master's, somewhere and you don't really know a lot of people you kind of are for the first time presented with an actual choice yeah whereas in undergrad you don't really have a choice you have to make friends yeah and when you're doing your master's you you can actually decide like my colleagues can actually just be my colleagues yeah like people i see in class like that's the first time in your life where you're like i don't need to be friends with people i know yeah. For certain reasons. Yeah. Like, that's where you differentiate knowing someone and being friends with someone. Yeah. And it's an actual choice. And so I found myself for a year and a half, like, living in a studio, cooking for myself, having, like, very minimum friends yeah. who I saw on a regular basis. And I loved it so much. Like, I was so healthy. And I, I had gone through such a trauma before just before going and losing someone really close to me. And so it was such a, I think it was the first time I had the chance to explore emotion yeah, on a personal level that had no one telling me how I should feel or how I should look at something or when I should be done with feeling something. Yeah. Like there was just, it was just the right time for a lot of things to happen you know, that for myself that I was like, wow, this is beautiful. It's such a beautiful experience. And I think I run into so many people in Tanzania, in our collective society, they have no idea what it feels like to be alone. Yeah. Not lonely. But there alone. are two different things. Yeah. To be alone. And I, I encourage anyone, especially women, if you have the chance to just be alone, not lonely, again, Alone to really explore it because that can be your relationship goals. Yeah, that that itself can be that something you be. aspire to to do to experience. It's beautiful. You grow in so many ways internally, and you realize that it it really just shows externally to the point that even even when I moved back here, and it was not like how I moved back here before. Mm-hmm. This time it was a conscious decision. And then all of a sudden everything else becomes a conscious decision. Who I hang out with, what I do, 
who I see, who I do business with, who I say no to. Even when you're really desperate to make money, but you really know your chakras are just not aligned with someone, you're like, you know what? Yeah. It's okay. And, you know, you can't get to that place to say it's okay to not do something with someone just because you need money until you've been alone. Yeah. This is the only way. Like, when you see people who are so confident in themselves and actually are like, nah, I'll pass. It's because they've spent so much time alone. They know themselves so well that they know, you know, in six months I'm going to stab this person. Yeah. So I don't want to go to jail. (laughs) I will pass. Yeah. It is okay. (laughs) And, like, something that you have, like, um, you briefly, you touched on um, that we need to name is, like, intuition. Mm Mm-hmm. And being alone, literally, as you said, when you're not around people and everyone is kind of like one weighing in their opinions on your situations and your Mm -hmm. lives, but also bringing their energy when you're interacting with people on a regular basis, they're bringing your energy into your space Mm -hmm. and you're internalizing it. It's like it really allows you to, as you say, when you're saying getting to know yourself, it's not only about getting to know how you think and how you think but mm. it's also like how you feel mm-hmm. when you st- it's called like a, a home frequency you mm. know like this is like iman or this is araika mm-hmm. and so when you interact with other people's energies that like either put you off and you're like mm. <laughs> like yeah it is like that inner thing yeah. <laughs> you lo- that inner thing like becomes stronger and louder and more mm. present it's like a muscle it's a muscle that you train more mm. by being alone and knowing how you feel. So when you're around other people that set you off, you're like, "Mm, I don't know. Like this person hasn't done anything. Mm. They haven't said anything, but something about their energy Mm. doesn't work with me. It's sometimes just how they feel or what they prioritize. Or what they're projecting on you as well. It allows you to reject. So now when people say stuff to you that's crazy or like that makes you that would have typically made you second-guess yourself, you're like, "Uh uh-uh, you can't put that on me. That's Mm. not me. That's you projecting on me because this is how I feel about myself. Mm -hmm. You know, so being alone is so important. And at some point when we're making our goals, we should all aspire to make time with ourselves, for ourselves, to get to know ourselves. Because as she said, the ultimate relationship goal should be you, yourself, and I. Right? Mm-hmm. You yourself and you, I guess, in that way. I think this is a good way to end this episode because it it really comes down to the core of it is if you want to change your life, if you want to set goals that you actually achieve, you need to be intentional about them. And in mm-hmm. order to be intentional about them, you need to be self-aware. Mm-hmm. You need to know exactly what you want, just not now or tomorrow, but for your life. Not what people have told you, what you want, what you go back to your bed and think at the end of the night, like, I wish people could see this about me. Yeah. That's, you can bring that to life if you're intentional about your goals, if you plan for them and set smart goals that really fulfill you, that while you're setting these goals, you feel happy. You're not just setting goals that are empty because you're not going to do them. You're not going to achieve them. And I thought it was really important. We thought it was really important for us to do this episode to kick off the year. And hopefully for us, it can be an intentional goal to (laughs) more often record and have our episodes out. 
Yeah, and just to add on to what um, Areka said with regards to uh, setting goals, I think like a lot of us also don't know what we want in the long term, right? Like we don't know where we want to be five years from now, ten years from now, and that's fair. Um, so if you can't think of like what do I want people to see about me, like what is like that big picture, go off of. I always say this. I always come back to this. How do you feel? Like, how do you want to feel? How do you want your life to feel? And then, like, what are the things that are in your life right now that you have done or experienced that make you feel that way or closest to that way? And then start incorporating those into your goals and just in an organic but smart way as well. But yeah, as Arika said, like, we're really excited to grow our Tanga Tales community in 2019. We um, have vowed to give you guys quality content. We want to add value to your lives, but also just have um, dope-ass conversations um, about, you know, things that matter to us and hopefully things that matter to you. So we always appreciate your feedback, your your questions, um, yeah, your insights, and you can always find us at, at Kangatils. Um, on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, mm-hmm. as well as you can email us at kangatales at gmail.com. All right. Until next time. Bye.